more on continuing in the word of his grace. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance. Receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Good morning, good morning. Today is Sunday, the third day of December. It's currently 63 degrees and cloudy here in Stockbridge. It's a little bit uh, grizzly out there. Uh, but it looks like we're going to have a high of 68 and a partly sunny day today. So it uh, looks like a nice uh, nice day ahead of us. And let's pray and we'll get into our lesson. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and just thank you for uh, who you are, Lord. That you love us, that uh, you put up with us, Lord. That you desire uh, us to be closer with you, Lord. And just ask that you would help us to be closer to you, help us to uh, pursue that relationship between you and us, Lord. Uh, Father, I just ask that you would, uh, on a day that we set aside to worship you and glorify you and praise you, Lord, I just ask that you would uh, encourage us to do that, your people to do that, not just here at this fellowship, but all over the planet, Lord, just people gathering today to worship you and glorify you and fellowship with one another. And so, Lord, we just lift up uh, people to you, Lord, and sometimes we need encouragement, we need that push, the drive, Lord. Uh, for those that are uh, serving, Lord, volunteering, Lord, we ask for your blessing on each and every team that, uh, in person, that is volunteering, Lord, for the children's areas and the youth and the worship team and the welcome team and the tech team and the culinary team and just all the all the people that were involved lord to uh, just put on a church service and to just uh, serve in this opportunity lord and we thank you that we have the opportunity to serve and lord we just ask for your blessing Everything would go well, that you would, we would be, everything we do would be glorifying to you, Lord. This as for safety and protection for each and every person here, Lord. And Lord, we do uh, pray that your will would come on this earth as it is in heaven, Lord. That you would forgive us, Lord, and that you would help us to forgive, that you would provide for our daily needs like you always do. So amazingly, Lord, you always uh, meet those needs, and we're so thankful for that. And Lord, lead us not into temptation. Lord, help deliver us from uh, the enemy, the adversary, Lord. We talk about that this morning, Lord. Just give us some insight, help in that matter, in this uh, spiritual battle that we are engaged in, Lord, whether we want to admit it or not. Lord, we thank you. We ask for your blessing right now as we get into your lesson. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so we have Acts chapter 20 this morning. Uh, after the uproar ceased, Paul sent for the disciples, and after encouraging them, he said farewell and departed for Macedonia. When he had gone through those regions, encouragement, he came to Greece. There he spent three months, and when a plot was made against him by the Jews as he was about to set sail for Syria, 
he decided to return through Macedonia. Sopater, the Berean, son of Phyrus, accompanied him, and the Thessalonians, Aristarchus and Secundus and Gaius and Derby and Timothy, and the Asians, Tychicus uh, and Trophimus. These went on ahead and were waiting for us at Troas, but we sailed away from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread, and in five days we came to them at Troas, and we stayed for seven days. On the first day of the week, when we were gathered together to break bread, Paul talked with them, intending to depart the next day. And he prolonged his speech until midnight. There were many lamps in the upper room where, where we were gathered, and a young man named Eutychus, sitting at the window, sank into a deep sleep as Paul talked still longer. And being overcome by sleep, he fell down from the third story and was taken up dead. But Paul went down and bent over him, and taking him in his arms, said, Do not be alarmed, for his life is in him. And when Paul had gone up, he had broken bread and eaten, and he conversed with them a long while until daybreak, and so departed. And they took the youth away alive, and were not a little comforted. But going ahead to the ship, we set sail for Assos, intending to take Paul aboard there, for he had, for so he had arranged, intending himself to go by land. And when he met us at Assos, we took him on board and went to Mytilene. And sailing from there, we came to the following day opposite Chios. The next day we touched at Samos, and the day after that we went to Miletus, where Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus so that he might not have to spend time in Asia, for he was hastening to be in Jerusalem, if possible, on the day of Pentecost. Now from Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called to the elders of the church to come to him. And When they had come to him, he said to them, You yourselves know how I lived among you the whole time from the first day that I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials that had happened to me through the plots of the Jews, how I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable in teaching you in public and from house to house, testifying both to Jews and to Greeks of repentance towards God and the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And now behold, I'm going to Jerusalem, constrained by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisoned and inflicts me, afflictions await me. I do not account my life as of any value nor as precious to myself. If only I may finish my course and the ministry that I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And now behold, I know that none of, none of you among whom I have gone out proclaiming the kingdom will see my face again. Therefore I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. For I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves, I will arise men speaking twisted things and draw away the disciples after them. Therefore, be alert. Remember that for three years, I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears. And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. You yourselves know that these 
hands ministered to my necessities and to those who were with me. In all things, I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And when he had said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all. And there was much weeping in the part of all, and they embraced Paul and kissed him, being sorrowful most of all because of the word he had spoken, that they would not see his face again, and they had accompanied him to the ship. More on continuing in the word of his grace. Paul's exhortation to followers of Jesus Christ was continue in the faith, Acts 14, 22. The faith in which we are to continue is the word of God. Paul later called it the word of his grace. Since God's word is permeated with his grace, it is able to do glorious things in our lives. James wrote of the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. God wants to implant his word into human hearts that the word might bear fruit therein. This is how the Lord began his work in us, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. 1 Peter 1.23 by communicating his word to us through preaching, teaching, witness, or evangelism, God sowed the incorruptible eternal seed of the word of his grace in our lives. As we believed on him, the seed of the word germinated in our hearts into everlasting life. Now the Lord wants to continue sowing his life-giving seed into our lives that we might grow, mature, and abound in him. Our role involves a humble receptivity of his word. Receive with meekness the implanted word. We are to continually take in the scriptures with a sense of urgent personal need. Such an attitude would indicate agreement with the words of Jesus. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Matthew 4.4 we cannot truly continue in grace without regularly partaking of the word of his grace. If we humbly and consistently take in God's word, the grace of God and work through the word will demonstrate the transforming power of the scriptures, which is able to save your souls. This delivering work of God, God's word, is not limited to justification, that is, saving us from the guilt and condemnation of sin. It also includes sanctification, that is, saving us from the tempting and controlling influence of sin in daily living. Jesus prayed for his followers concerning this sanctifying work of the Word of God. Sanctify them by your truth. Your Word is truth. John 17, 17. God's Word is able to make our lives all that he wants them to be. The Word of his grace, which is able. Lord God, giver of life, we thank you for planting in our hearts the life-giving seed of your word. We praise you for the changes your word has already brought into our lives. Now we long to continue partaking of the word of your grace, which is able to deliver our souls from all that is diminishing and destructive to all that is edifying and sanctifying. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all today. You guys have an amazing day. We'll see you soon.